0: Who's on top? Who's on top? Who's gonna be the cream of the crop? Who's gonna hit the game-winner mic drop? You don't know, but we just might. If you, you want to find out, out check us out tonight, tonight
1: with Jeremy, Jacob, and Ellis, too. Add in we have a crew. crew. Woo!
0: And welcome back to episode 7 of Who's on Top. Today we will not be discussing the only song you know by Smash Mouth, but we will be discussing the NBA All-Star Weekend events, including the Rising Stars game, the three-point contest, slam dunk competition, skills challenge, and most importantly, the 69th NBA All-Star game. Jacob, no snickering. (laughs) We have Team LeBron and Team Giannis with some great matchups to discuss. Alright, we have a head-to-head matchup today, flexing a new unconventional haircut. We have the Russian machine, Ellis Gordon. What's up, guys? And uh, quite surprisingly, wearing his giant sweatshirts, and again, shorts, despite the weather, we have the Frisbro Jacob Kazin. Bro, they call me Hoodie Kaz. <laughs> Alright, first let's talk about the feature event, the 69th NBA All-Star Game. A storied game that historically has produced basketball, pyrotechnics, and quite lethargic defense. We're expecting another great performance this year. Ellis, who are you most excited to see on the court?
2: I'm most excited to see the captain, the one and only, the washed king, LeBron James. And here's why, yes, yes, it's a a lame pick. But I think, yeah, a lot of people don't put a lot of effort in the All-Star game. But here's the thing, Uh, LeBron James is going to be motivated. They're honoring Kobe in this game. LeBron's going to want to do this for Kobe he's coming in I like he's going to put in more effort than usual and that's why I'm most excited to see what LeBron can do.
0: it should be applying to the whole competition. It, this whole Kobe undertone should really help set the mood and really focus on basketball and his heroics not only uh, splashy plays from everyone. Jacob who are you most excited to see on the court?
1: Yeah before I say who I'm most excited to see I just want to say I think it's really great that the the NBA is honoring Kobe and his, his daughter Gianna. Team uh, LeBron's wearing number two to honor Gianna. Uh, team Giannis is wearing number 24 to honor Kobe. But the player I'm most excited to see is James Harden. He's just been a beast this year. Giannis didn't pick him for one reason and that's because he does not pass the ball. He said that on television. He's averaging 36 points a game, seven assists, seven rebounds. Which is crazy numbers. The beard. It's his eighth time being an all-star and I just want to see him ball out.
0: All right now that we've established our uh, individual storylines let's get who do you think will come out with the win? Uh, Team LeBron or Team Giannis?
1: For second year
2: in a row I'm going Team LeBron. The Wash Kings team. He, um, he picked more star power. Obviously, it's up to a crapshoot because the All-Star game, but I just have a good feeling Team LeBron's coming out on top.
1: Yeah, also going to agree with Ellis. The starters for Team LeBron, just crazy. They have many MVPs on their team. Kawhi Leonard, defensive MVP last year, and their star power is just much more than Team Giannis.
2: Obviously, you cannot go wrong with um, both teams. I mean, amazing players. And quick reminder that last scratch, um Devin Booker got substituted in for Lillard. Damian Lillard, yeah. How come? Damian Lillard got substituted with Devin Booker because of a groin injury.
0: And uh, while this is unfortunate because Damian Lillard's been one of the hottest players in the game, he's averaging close to 50 over a, a few-game stretch, uh, Devin Booker did score something like 70 points uh, in prior games, so it's it's exciting to see him um, being substituted for such an electric player like Damian Lillard. Moving on from the feature event, we're going to talk about um, the future of the NBA, which is uh, culminated in the NBA Rising Star Games, uh, which is Team World versus Team USA. Th- these are athletes coming from
1: all around the world competing against the best that the US has to offer. Uh, Jacob, do you want to introduce the games? Yeah. So basically, it's first and second year players, the World Team versus the USA Team. It's the it's the best first and second year players. So it's it's all the, young, the it's the young future of the NBA. But uh, yeah, I just think Team USA will have. It is an all-star game, but I think they will have an easy win in this game. Do you want to talk about some spotlight players from both teams? Yeah, sure. Uh, John Morant and Zion Williamson, the two top runners for uh, Rookie of the Year this year, both playing for Team USA. Just add in Trey Young, Tyler Hero, also a ridiculous rookie. Both of them are great three-point shooters. Yeah, I just don't see a, a reason for them to lose this game with all their star power. Remember, Zion Williamson is one of the
0: hottest prospects. Um, He came in from Duke, and he's been dominating in the NBA so far. And Ja
2: is Rookie of the Year over Zion right now, though partially because Zion missed pretty much the first half of the
0: year. Ja Morant kind of took over uh, the Memphis Grizzlies, which was a pretty um, dilapidated team, and just kind of turned it around. And right now they're one of the most exciting teams to watch. So if you can, definitely catch a glimpse of their games. They're electric and everything. Yeah, this
2: is certain to be a fun game, but um, of course, these are always hard to predict because it's about who's going to put the most effort in who wants that um, MVP prize money? I'm going to go with Team USA. I just think they have more three-point shooters. Trey Young, great player. I mean, I don't have much more to add to this, except I got that gut feeling Team USA is coming up on top. Hey, Though buddy. Team World does have Luka Doncic. Who will be really good.
0: Ah, uh,
1: Luka Doncic. Jacob, one of your favorite players. Do you have anything to say about him? Yeah, I love Luka Doncic. He's the star of my fantasy team. I actually traded Damian Lillard for Luka Doncic straight up. I think I won that trade for sure. But just a shout-out to my homie, RJ Barrett. He's... He's a young star for the Knicks.
0: So there's uh, there's been some rec- uh, questions recently about why um, to play in the All-Star Game or why to put in an effort. Uh, Ellis, do you want to talk about some of the incentives for winning um, an All-Star Game? Yeah,
2: obviously this All-Star Game is unique in that incentive is remembering Kobe. But just in general, All-Star Games, you get a uh, winning team gets 100K bonus. Then the losing team, I mean, obviously... For these players, it's probably not that much. But, you know, a little 100K is certainly no joke. It's also and
1: bragging rights. It's, it's rights bragging right rights, too. Bragging rights, also a great experience for the players to have
0: to play with their fellow all As well as the Rising Stars Challenge. You can really play with the top of your class um, coming into the NBA for the future. Now we're going to be talking about two competitions that have become increasingly relevant in recent years due to the analytics revolution in the NBA. They say the NBA is all about three-pointers and dunks now, and we're going to be talking about the three-point competition and the slam dunk competition. The slam dunk competition usually features the most electric athletes, and uh, the three-point competition usually features the most skilled. Let's get some predictions about who who will come up on top in the three-point contest.
1: Yeah, for the three point contest, obviously, all amazing shooters, but I actually think it will be the replacement for Damian Lillard, Devin Booker, winning the three point competition. He's one of the best three point shooters in the league, just like all his competitors, but uh, he's a young star for the Phoenix Suns, and uh, he got, in my opinion, he got snubbed from the All Star weekend as a whole, averaging 27 points a game, not making the All Star weekend uh, list. Jacob, do you want to tell our listeners what the three-point competition entails? Yeah, the three-point competition is a 70-second challenge... And uh, there are there are five different areas on the court which they shoot from five balls at each spot. And uh, they added something new this year. There are six. There's two two shots from behind the three point line, six feet behind, that's worth three points instead of two. And uh, I just think Devin Booker has the range to hit those deep shots, and that'll strive. He'll strive in this challenge.
2: And you have a certain time to uh, make these shots. If you don't, if the time runs out, you're done. I got Trey. I got Trey Young because he's one of the best shooters. Uh, in
0: the league, is does it all time from deep, from anywhere on the court, that's for three. Oh yeah, he's going to win this. I mean, one of his shot charts just shows him just shooting from the logo um, consistently and m- him making it consistently. Every night. It's uh, it's kind of ridiculous. He's not a he's not a big guy, but he just he makes big time shots. Alright, now we're going to be moving on to the athletic uh, side of the athletic-skilled dichotomy. Um, we're going to be talking about the slam dunk challenge, which is always so exciting to watch. Um, Ellis, who are you most excited to see in this one?
2: It's clear he's gonna win this round one. Just look at his high school mixtapes.
0: Derek Jones Jr. forward for the Heat.
2: Any of his—he's—he's he's a very good role player in the NBA. But what he specializes at since high school has been dunking. Search up Derek Jones Jr. online real quick. You will see 10-minute videos of him doing dunks you could not believe are possible. He came in second in 2017. He's ready to win
0: it this year. I mean, remember, uh, these players, both in the three-point competition and the dunk competition, they might not be at the top of their... Uh, respective fields in terms of total NBA playing, but uh, they're very good at what they do in terms
1: of specialization. Yeah. Derek Jones is a great example of this. Jacob, who, who are you excited to see in this one? Yeah, even though he's never won a dunk contest, I think it's going to be Aaron Gordon of the Orlando Magic. He, at, at the age of 15, he won the 2013 McDonald's All-American Dunk Contest, and... Uh, his dunks every year, every game, just wow me and uh I see no there obviously there are there's great talent in the three other competitors, but uh his uh twenty sixteen dunks versus Zach Levine, even though he did get second, were just insane and not not replicable. Definitely look it up. Uh there's one where he dunks over the Orlando mascot and that was, that was crazy. But Zach Levine also did dunk from the free free throw line, which was very impressive. Yeah.
0: Alright, now we're gonna be switching gears and moving on to soccer. Um we're going to be talking about the Champions League, which is one of the largest, uh, if not the largest, international competitions between clubs, not between countries. Else, you want to elaborate a little bit more?
2: Yeah. So how the Champions Leagues work is uh, pretty much the top player, the top teams from your respective divisions across Europe, and it depends whether it's four and three, depending on the division, or two for some divisions. Get into a big pot, and that and it, pot competition, and that's called the Champions League. So starts the, off with thirty-two teams. And now,
0: mid-season, it gets down to 16. So this is the top leagues uh, from around the world, generally found in Europe. Uh, For example, Premier League, which is the English League, will take its top four. And sometimes five, depending on qualification. Top four or five teams, and uh, they get placed into a bracket, into a big mixer, and um, they get to play in pools of four. And this is truly the
2: cream of the crop, but now we've passed the playing of pools of four and narrowed it down to 16 teams that will go into two-leg elimination. You play one, each team gets one game at home. Winners decided by most goals, or if it's a tie, most away goals.
0: So if I score two goals um, at home and then none away, and they score two goals away and none at home, the aggregate score is 2-0, but they would win because they have more away goals. Now let's move on to some of the feature matchups from the round of sixteen. We have uh, Chelsea, which are from the English league, the Premier League, and Bayern Munich uh, from the Bundesliga, the German league. We're all obviously rooting for Chelsea because uh, Christian Pulisic, the only relevant American in soccer, is still playing on Chelsea. Uh, go America. Um, but let's see what we have in, the, in terms of this matchup uh,
1: with predictions. Jacob, what do you have? Yeah, I'm going to go with my very reliable FIFA 19 team, Bayern Munich. That's the star players of Lewandowski, Coutinho, and their, their always star keeper, Manuel Neuer, even though he does have a history of concussions and injuries. But uh, he, he's healthy right now, and their defense and their fast-powered attack is going to lead them to a win.
0: 2-1. Two, two uh, remember, the German uh, style of soccer is very attacking, very aggressive, uh, while the English one is more defensive, more about possession. Ellis, what do you think about this one? Uh,
2: Fra- Frank Lampard's simply an untested manager in the Champions League, and Chelsea have lower quality players. Um, they got some talented players, so does Chelsea, but I think management and talent wins out here with Bayern. They- they're also experienced. They get they get to the Elite Eight many years Uh, Usually most years, Um, we've got, so yeah, so Kimmich, Lewandowski powers them to win over two legs. It'll definitely be close. I just think Bayern's talent overall proves greater than Chelsea's, and they advance.
0: And remember, it's not like a one-game fluke. You can't. You have to sustain this kind of pace over two games, uh, at least in the round of 16. So it's like a, a series in baseball or in hockey where it, the better team generally proves to win, not like in football where you can have a fluke like the Titans this year, uh, where it's only one game that kind of proves you to the next round. Now we're going to be talking about um, Atletico Madrid from the Spanish League, La Liga and Liverpool, which, again, are from uh, the English League the Premier League. Liverpool, important to mention, again, still unbeaten in league play, which is unheard of since the 2003 Arsenal season. And Atletico Madrid have been having a pretty solid season, um, but it's kind of, they're unfavored against this kind of matchup with one of the best teams perhaps to ever see the field, which is Liverpool this year. Ellis, what do you have for us?
2: Yeah, so the way Liverpool have been playing teams and Credited their, uh, their coach Jurgen Klopp is insane. I just kind of want to break down their gameplay right now um, and why it's so hard for LetiCo Madrid to win, especially as a defensive as a defensive minded team. As Diego Simeone is a very defensive minded coach. That said, Liverpool are uh, amazing at breaking down defensive teams, and here's how they do this. Liverpool are built to be one of the quickest teams in the league, and so before they realize their true potential. Virgil van Dijk really helped realize their true potential. and here's He's why.
0: one of the, the yeah. defenders in Liverpool.
2: Uh, probably the best defender in the world right now as in the last two years. And here's why. How they play is they press the ball constantly, as I said earlier. Pressing is when, as soon as the other team gets the ball, you're attacking them, you're attacking the ball instead of sitting back and letting them pass around you. The way to be pressed traditionally is... By counter-attack, as I said, that means precise passing and a speedy forward up front. But the problem is with Liverpool, and what, what makes them having this insane season, besides amazing players and good coaching, is how they're set up. Normally, good passes do the trick. The problem is they have an above-class goalie and the best center back in the world. And on top of that, the rest of their defense is extremely fast. That's why way teams just get battered for... 90 minutes in the game and it's the soccer is a lot of as many of us have, both me and Ori used to play soccer and Or he still does it's a lot of time you get tired and here's the thing when you're pressing When you're trying to break down the team and you're struggling it's Virgil van Dyke and Trent Alexander-Arnold who are running Who are running and like disheartening you eventually your mind slips and they're going to score on you. Because of all this, Atletico Madrid is certainly a great team. Jal Felix is also a bit banged up. They're teenage wonder kid. But I have to go with Liverpool. Nothing's stopping them.
0: I mean, remember, Liverpool, they're fast, but they also can sustain that speed over 90 minutes, which would, is what makes them such a difficult team to beat. And they defend. don't break down. And when they do, it's very rare. And it hasn't happened this season. They
1: still have yet to lose a game. Yeah, some great analysis from Ellis. Jake, what do you think about this? Yeah, similar to Ellis, I think Liverpool will win this game, but uh, different than Ellis, I think it's going to be their star attack that leads them to a win. Mohamed Salah, Sadio Mane, Roberto Firmino. Three of the four. It's for Liverpool. Yeah, they're all very, very talented players, and yeah, their goal differential is 45 right now. They have 24 wins, one draw. Might be the best team in the world right now, and I see no reason for Atletico Madrid to win this game. Now we're going to move on to another
0: stellar matchup, one of my favorites. Uh, Manchester City, my favorite team, is going to be taking on Real Madrid. No. Hey, Man City's The Money great. Grubbers. They are, but uh, they still have insane amounts of talent, and uh, it works yeah, out. I- Real Madrid's, again, from La Liga, uh, used to be one of the best teams in the world under Ronaldo, but now they're kind of staggering from a lackluster season. Um, And Manchester City is place number two behind uh, the effulgent Liverpool team that is currently wrecking everything in its way. Jacob, what do you have in this one?
1: Yeah, I'm going to go with Man City in this one. Kevin De Bruyne right now is one of the, the best passers in the Premier League, averaging the most assists based off of the minutes he plays. Uh, Him, Sergio Aguero, Leroy Sane, and Raheem Sterling. All three, four. Both speed demons on the outside. That's Sane and Raheem Sterling. And uh, Aguero is one of the best finishers in the Premier League. Um, One of the oldest players, but again, one of the most consistently. By some
2: statistics, the second best finisher of all time.
1: Also the Silvas, Bernardo and David and Davis Silva. Also they're getting older, but uh, they can still play, and I think they're going to win this game two to one.
2: I have Real Madrid, and there's this is no discredit to Man City. They're a really good team, even though I do like. Hate them because of their fake
0: fan base, but and your Man United fandom, there must be a little bit of bias. Who here. made the Champions League?
2: Right. Listen, listen. All right, We're, this is this is this is a mute point. Anyway, but I have Real Madrid here. It comes. Benzema has been really good. Their defense is sturdy as ever. They have had some str- struggles in La Liga, but here's the thing: who's their coach? Zinedine Zidane. How many seasons did he coach Champions League? Three. How many years did he win Champions League? Three. He is undefeated as Real Madrid coach in the Champions League. He, yes, he had Ronaldo in all his years. I know that's a point going to be made. But the thing is, it doesn't take just Ronaldo to win a team, though. He certainly helps. He's tested. He's way more experienced. Guardiola, on the other hand, has actually more experience than the Who's Champions the main city League. Coach. Yes. And possibly one of the best the best coach of all time, if not top five. He's had experience in the Champions League, and what has that experience led to? Usually farther than a round of sixteen, but ultimately a choke. Real Madrid, I think quality wise, these are the same roughly the same teams, and I just think Zindine Zidane has is just he's a question his tactics, he's a winner, he wins here.
0: Yeah, he is a winner, but remember he has only three years of experience. Pep has uh, a multitude of just every year. And without just... Messi,
2: he's been nothing. Man City's never made the semifinals of the Champions League, ever. Uh, it's not going to, it's going to continue
0: here. This is true. And uh, I still think that Pep's coaching is probably going to be superior to Zidane's. He's revolutionized the way the game's played Very true. And so and all, res- all respect to Pep, honestly. The top five coach of all time. Not to mention his choice of fashion. His scarves are quite marvelous if you like but to that look them Actually quite beautiful. his bald head. That's beautiful. Now we're going to be moving on to the final matchup, um, that we consider is super important in the, the round of 16. This is one of the most storied teams, uh, in soccer's history, uh, Barcelona, which are part of, uh, La Liga, which is the Spanish league and Napoli, uh, who are the Italian league, uh, Syria, A. um, though they have not been doing so well. Ellis, what do you have to say about this?
2: Yeah, this is the battle of struggling super teams out here. It is Barcelona who have struggled. They do have a new coach sacking Valverde, uh, I'm not sure how you pronounce that. I'm gonna be honest. He's a tactician trying to bring him back to the glory days. And you have Napoli. It's 11th in the table in Syria, which after their recent revolution is just really bad. So both these teams are kind of on lows. I have I have Barcelona here. Why Griezmann and Messi? That's Enumtiti. Titi. That's Interstegen, and, and who's my my opinion Ter top three is a goalie. goalie. German uh, goalie. Uh, I think top three goalie in the world. But here's the thing: Messi's hit. Consider this: in 18 games, Messi has 14 goals, 11 assists. And that's a
0: down year for him.
2: This is they're they're talking about how washed up Messi is. He's averaging a goal and assist more uh, more than one goal and assist a game, which is insane for every other player. He's been really good this year. Maybe not Messi level, you know, just like better than everyone else. Level. Which is, like, insane. Like, his numbers are insane. Napoli, while a really good team, don't doesn't have a player like Messi or Griezmann
0: on their team. They and have some very top-notch players for the Italian league, yeah. but probably not in the same way that uh, La Liga is represented. And
2: while anything could happen, I'd normally like to see over two, over two legs, star power wins out. Messi's not going to let his team lose in the round
1: of 16 Barcelona. Okay, some great analysis. Jacob, what do you think? Yeah, I also think Barcelona is going to have a win in this game. I think it's going to be a a close game for the first half. I think Barcelona will just pull away in the end. They're super forwards, Lionel Messi and Antoine Griezmann. They've been great all season and for their whole careers, but uh, one thing that is unfortunate for Barcelona is that Luis Suarez is out as well as Ousmane Dembélé. That's one of their wingers and one of their best forwards in the game. Hamstring and groin injuries respectively. But uh, Barcelona's defense consisting of Jordi Alba... Pique, Busquets, a midfielder, but the young star, Samuel Umtiti, and and as Ellis said, their star keeper, uh, Ter Stegen, uh, they've been great all year, they are on a little downside right now. But even, even though Napoli's attack, powered by Insigne, Dries Mertens, Jose Callejon, all very, very fast players, but I think Barcelona will be able to slow them down for the first half and just use their star yeah, attack to win definitely. in the second half of the game.
0: Okay, now we're going to move on to the Wacky Sport of the Week. Drum roll, please.
1: Ellis, what do you have for us? Our
0: Wacky Sport of the
2: Week is Punkin' Chunkin'. Now,
0: how you play this game...
1: <laughs> no, this is not a candy bar.
2: <laughs> yes, how you play this game is pumpkin chunking or pumpkin chucking is the sport of hurling or chucking a pumpkin solely by mechanical means for distance the winners are the people who chuck the pumpkin the farthest you can use any devices slingshots catapults trebuchets and cannons as long as the pumpkin goes the farthest and the highest you win
1: so the competitors can create anything They would like to see if they can. Yes, it's basically it's basically an invention. Yes, it's
2: it's basically an invention kind of a contest where they're throwing pumpkins. Really cool to watch. Really fun watching them make catapults and seeing those pumpkins launched in the air. We actually uh,
0: did this at a local science fair. We have a recording for you here. Okay, fire it up! (laughs) Holy moly! That pumpkin went far. All right, now that we're done with the Wacky Sport of the Week, it's time for our weekly betting advice. Alice, what do you, do you want to tell the listeners what we have? If you trust us enough to bet for us, that's great. That said, we don't recommend spending
2: all your money... But we are like professionals. $4 million five? on... $5, we'll five, five million, million. Dollars on us. You know, bet reasonably. Don't, don't create a gambling addiction. If you have a gambling addiction, seek help. It's not good. Okay, unless you have a lot of money, like millions and millions... Keep it, you know, nice, friendly Looking at you, Jeff. Because, yeah, looking at you, Jeff Bezos. If you want to contribute to the show, we're here. Also, uh, real quick, I'd like to spot, because I forgot to do this in the beginning, I'd like to spotlight a player this year, Boyan Bogdanovich. Hitting that insane three, saving us our predictions, and now we're introducing a new place for him to go in. Our Who's on Top Sports Podcast Hall of Fame. Woo! Boyan Bogdanovich. (laughs) Is the first person on there. Honestly, the best honor he can get. Come on the podcast, on, We'll
0: have you. All right. Remember, we are experts, but we don't recommend you take our advice. Thank you for listening, and have a great week. Everyone enjoy the All-Star Weekend. Goodbye. Goodbye.